Welcome to Subscriptions for Authors. Meet your co-hosts, Michael Evans, sci-fi thriller author of a dozen novels, and Amelia Rose, a semi-romance author that makes six figures per year in subscriptions. Together, we will help you make more money with subscriptions and succeed in the future of publishing. This is going to be a fun podcast because we're going to help an author who already has 20 paying subscribers each month, which is a tremendous start. But the thing is, Subscriptions still represent a small portion of her overall income. So she wants to grow her subscriber base from 20 to hopefully 100 and even hundreds of paying subscribers a month. So how does she do this? Well, that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today in this edition of the Subscriptions for Authors coaching session. These are totally free coaching sessions that we've done with the community because we have a lot of people who have been asking us questions, very specific to their subscriptions. And instead of just highlighting success stories in the podcast or actionable tips and advice, which we're still going to do, we want to start a series where we could bring the community together and help folks who are at different stages of their subscription journey get to the next level. So that's what me and Amelia did in this series. This is an interview just between me and Elizabeth. I ask a lot about her career and a lot about her subscription business and together we come away with some strategies that can really help her boost her subscription. So that's our goal here to 10x her subscription because she's already doing well, but we want to help it grow a lot more. Now, if you want to join the journey with us and actually help give Elizabeth some advice, one, listen to this podcast all the way through because you're going to learn a lot and you're going to learn a lot about Elizabeth's story. But when you get to the end in the Facebook group, we have a post that'll be pinned for this week where you'll be able to offer Elizabeth some advice after listening to this podcast. Maybe you have some additional questions and we can offer our advice on how to help you. And ultimately we together can try to help Elizabeth grow her subscriber base from 20 to well beyond and also can help you. So that's the goal of today's podcast. I hope you enjoy it. And if you're just getting started with your subscription and you're like, whoa, I don't have 20 paying subscribers as an author. Don't worry, you'll get there. And everything we do in this podcast, in the Facebook group, in the blog is designed to help you get there. But if you're looking for something to really supercharge your journey and really kickstart you in an awesome way, then I recommend signing up for our mailing list at subscriptionsforauthors.com and you'll get sent a free book called Subscriptions for Authors, which will help you start and grow your subscription as an author. There's so many ways to have a subscription. You know, you can have a subscription as a KU author, as a traditionally published author, writing serial fiction, We've seen authors be successful in many different genres. Subscriptions are less about one particular strategy and more an overarching business model with tons of different strategies, tactics, and things you can offer within it. So that's what makes subscriptions fun. There's a whole world out there. And in the end, we want to make subscriptions work for you and be sustainable for your life, your readership, and your business. Today, we're going to help Elizabeth get there. And this one's going to be fun. Let's get into this. What we'll start with is Elizabeth, you've been doing so many things in the author world for a long time and specifically subscriptions or something that you've been doing for years at this point, yeah, but you want to see it be a bigger part of your income. So that's our mission today. How can we help you take your subscription that already has fans? You already have over 20 readers paying you monthly, which is awesome, by the way. And how can we get that to be a bigger portion of your income? Which I guess to talk about that, 
let's first get the full picture of your income streams as they stand now. And I can almost guess what those biggest income streams are, but tell me, where's your money coming to be? It's coming from Amazon. Okay. Mostly Amazon. I'm, I am wide, so I'm getting yeah. and the, I'm happy to say that the Barnes and Noble and Apple and stuff are becoming a bigger slice of the pie, but it's still mostly Amazon. It's probably the monthly. And then somewhere in the middle, I guess, would be the subscriptions. Not high, but they're like above scribed where I make $5 a month. Like right, right. So they're, but they're definitely well below the royalty. Yeah. So it's not like a baby income stream, but it's not something significant. So if you like were to put together all the retailers and then your subscription, yeah, there's a pretty big gap. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then I do want to ask, so within the breakdown between formats, where are you seeing dominant and ebook? Is that where most of your readers are purchasing? They're mostly ebook. I have several I need to make and put in paperback. So hopefully once I do that'll come up and then I'm, I'm in an experiment where most of my audiobooks are actually on YouTube. Yeah, so until I noticed that. Until that gets monetized, there's zero income coming from YouTube. But the end goal there is subscribers as well. Okay, I'm seeing the map of things. And it would be interesting to talk about how the YouTube experiment has gone for you because I feel observing the author community, you in the last year or so, there was like a number of success stories yeah. of like people who did really well on YouTube. And then I feel like a ton of authors started to try it. And has that worked for you? Are you excited about how that's gone so far in terms of posting audiobooks on YouTube? I am. I was okay. I was hoping for more, like you need a thousand subscribers to be monetized. And 4,000 watch hours. And 4,000 watch hours. I got the watch hours with six weeks. But the, because they're audiobooks, I have one that's six hours long. So I got those yeah. that really fast. But then the the subscriber number crept up to 400 over the course of a few months. And it just stayed there. But three of them are stuck in an exclusive contract with Audible. So I can't put them on YouTube. And I'm actually seeing a small uptick in sales from those. So it's definitely, there are definitely people who are listening to them on YouTube and they're excited enough that they're going out and they're buying it. I didn't realize that you had to have subscribers to get monetized by YouTube. So I feel like there's probably a lot of people who listen and they just don't realize, oh, if I click subscribe, it's actually going to help someone out. In the beginning, it really does. Yeah, there's, it's... there's a lot I find in the author Meanwhile, world that I didn't know as a reader. And I'm like, wow, if only more readers knew that, it would be the game changer. People, people want to help out. It's interesting about YouTube in particular because they used to not run ads smaller channel right. that weren't monetized yet, but now they're running ads yeah. on it. So yeah, it's a little interesting that they have that cut off. I understand why they do. Yeah. There's multiple reasons why they do, yeah. but okay. So that's interesting. And yeah. now we have your subscription right. and tell me when exactly you launched it, like the point of your career, you launched it at and why, what was the goal when you first launched yeah, for, it? Uh, for my first subscription on Patreon, I think it was just, I'd heard about people using it and I actually <laughs> just, um, serendipity, I was hanging out with someone who makes her living as a YouTube host and she had started a Patreon. We were talking about it and she was like, starting next month, they're going to change like how they do things. But if you start it now, you get grandfathered in to the old way. And that was like my, I was like, oh, I better do it. So I don't, so I don't get stuck in the new one. And that was like my push. And that was spring. It must've been 2018. Yeah. I think it must have been 2018 because we we were at a we were at a sailor we were at the premiere of the live Sailor Moon debut in in the United States and there were no masks so it had to be pre had to be pre 2020. 
2018 sounds right because that's when they upped up their rates yeah, um, yeah. for their fees yeah. and they ended the founding yep. creator program. Yeah, so it must yeah, be they, they've had a lot of different experiments in terms of like percentage fees yeah. and the different creator tiers. I'm glad you're a founding yeah, so I like, creator I there. In, like with a month yeah. there. Yeah, and if you're going to basically get a lifetime discount, yeah. why not yeah, just create the yeah, account exactly, and then yeah. see what happens. So that was like, my, um, I'd been thinking about it for a while, but like talking to her and hearing her strategies and then knowing there was a deadline, that was my push to go ahead and do it. And when you did do it, so right now, because I'm curious to see how your goals for your subscription have evolved. Because yeah. in the beginning, your goal was what? And now I'm pretty sure I know your goal, but... <laughs> If you had to tell me your desired dream outcome yeah. for your subscription, what would that beginning and then after or now picture? I think in general, when you do something like that, you probably always want to make decent money off it. But you had an essay about this recently. I was just reading that just the community with your readers. And one of the new things I added since starting Ream is a perk that I'm hoping to get a little more interaction with because I don't want to just be posting and talking at people like it's a blog because it, it is a community. My, my end goals, I guess, are I do want to make a little more money off it so it can be more sustainable and I can get the readers more things and take more time to do writing because I'm making more from it. But also I would like it to be a community where people are commenting and interacting and all, you know, because I, I do so much world building and background info. I'd love for people to be there driving it and saying, this is what I want to know about. And this is what I want you to write. And talking to yeah. each other kind of like a little book club but okay no i love it yeah and bigger too i'd like i would yeah. like more subscribers just that uh, i think we need to awesome. actually dive into how much bigger in a sense of right. like, the scale of it because there's just for everyone listening i think you're in a unique position that you know everyone who everyone we talk to is at a different stage right. yeah. of the subscription career yeah. so if someone is just starting their subscription and also just starting their career my kind of always advice to them is everyone needs goals and you should have some sort of goal tied to the number of readers or something. But you want to hamper those a little bit because you don't really know if this is going to be your genre yet, if you've been found your target readership. You have no idea. You're in the beginning experimental phases. You're well beyond that. You're established already. So you have your existing business already. And what I'll ask you, I'll ask you in these terms, what would be your goal? Let's say whatever your overall pie, 100% of the income is, what do you want that subscription revenue portion to be at, let's say six months to a year? Right. What yeah. would be that dream outcome in terms of the, per, the percent? You can even give a range. I don't know yeah. if you've thought through it, right? Yeah. but that'll help me figure out how much we need to scale this. Right. Are we growing this 10 yeah. times yeah, yeah. or are we growing this well, five times? Uh, there's an opportunity locally for this thing that would have been 46,000 a year. And because of childcare, I absolutely cannot do that because I would be spending like 30,000 in childcare. And I'm like, it's hmm. not worth it to me to make that because I make more than that as an author with everything all put together. The 15 that I would have left over, I'm making more than that. So I yeah. kind of gave myself this little goal this year. I was like, I'm going to bring in more than 46 yeah. to show that I'm making the right choice by not pursuing this other opportunity. Without diving into salary, I'm not so far off it that I feel like it's unattainable. But if I could get the subscription portion up to a good 40 to 50 of what I'm making, I would like, I would nail that and it would be crazy. But yeah. Yeah. So I got it. That's the, I think this is achievable because right now we're basically actually literally trying to 10 X your subscription income. So that's like, okay. So let's 10 X yeah, it. Right, Great. So we have our goal. Right. So we want to 10 X your subscription right. income. So now we need to I'll figure out in, like, how we got yeah, numbers. literally, that's so funny. Like it actually work, works out. Yeah, so we want to take your subscription income, 10x it. Right. Now let's figure out though, 
because you've already done something that's a big accomplishment. You've taken your subscription income from nothing to well over $100 a month. You're eclipsed that in a yeah. big way. That's awesome. Yeah. Let's talk about what's worked for you so far, how you've brought these fans mm -hmm. in. What do you yeah. think has helped so far? Yeah, let me take one second. I've got a guest who is yes. letting me know Great. that he's ready to come join us. Let me let me grab that special guest. You've had two, two instances yeah. of your subscription. Yeah. You launched it initially. So what happened when you launched it back in 2018-ish? Yeah. Did you get new fans then? And you said it stopped growing. So right. let's first, let's hear about what happened to get those first fans. Right. Yeah, I posted it like just in my newsletter and on my author page and stuff. And everyone who joined initially was already an existing fan. The one yeah. who's on my highest tier right now, she has like the original 2011 brick of a book that I published with the original cover and stuff. She's been around following forever. So she's like a hardcore fan. And the other one on one of my high tiers is actually old best friends with someone who was one of my alpha readers and who was there. So she got in cool. into it early. So they, the bulk of them are just people who had already been following me and were into it, which is interesting because there's so many other people who didn't join who are like, who date back as well. And it really, it was just this initial core group of people and they've stayed with it all these years. And then every once in a while, sometimes if I mention it in a newsletter or I post about it on Facebook, I'll get one or two more people who trickle in and then a couple months later they trickle back out. But more often than not, they stay. I, like I said, I started in 2018. So I've got people who joined it in 2018 and they're still enjoying it enough that they're there and they're even upgrading their That's subscriptions really cool. to higher. Yes, I love it. It's great. And they're even upgrading their subscriptions to higher tiers. But it's a question mm. of how do I get them through the door? Because it's it's a leap. Because it's still, especially with yeah. with authors, it's still a new idea. And you want to know what am I getting that I'm not getting from just buying their books? So there's a, there's a little mental barrier between do I pay, do I get this, and do I not? And then once they're through the door and they get that content, they enjoy it. Yeah, because well, looking at your subscription and the benefits you're offering, right? they're great. They're actually great. I think we should talk about them. Yeah. But I actually, I think what the unlock might be in framing this mm. to your readers and how we market it. I think that marketing this better is what's going to take this to the next level right. rather than completely changing your tiers or changing what you're offering. Because one, you've already stated that your existing fans are stay yeah. but you're really offering in fact i looked at this and was like wow this is a lot for actually what they're getting for which is good it's good for the fan but for instance i saw like at five dollars a month you're giving them a welcome swag item access to to all of the more than magic books read along with the mes files they get a postcard once every quarter chapter retellings which members of higher tiers can request that those are rewritten from another POV. So they're getting to decide those chapter retellings, the ones of the higher tiers. And then you get a behind the depth, sorry, behind the page, like insider info, bonus sort of info, even deeper in. That's, and this is all for $5 a yeah. month. That's a lot going on. Even to have the physical postcards and tandem right. with it. I think it's smart because those are probably low cost to send out yeah. every quarter to get that sort of benefit. That alone is worth three of those, four of those months paying five dollars just to get a postcard. Right. so have you gotten a lot of people to click on this link are they going from your mailing list to here have you been able to see They're that not. data no i actually just posted about it i just sent out a newsletter yesterday and i was looking at it and i actually have it up still let me see where that is so i sent it and i've got of course it's not loading because i'm recording so it's probably taking a while but yeah no it was a very low percentage 
Because what I'm wondering in terms of like how your yeah, fans I don't think are, I'm are viewing this, them. I don't think I'm converting them to actually. Well, they're not clicking, not or is it that they're not? Clicking. They're not clicking. Yeah, they're not clicking. I, this is the problem I see, and that's actually I think a, that's a good one to have. I think because okay, we can so solve that I, uh, much easier. I, I only send one newsletter a month, so it's usually pretty jam packed. I got five clicks for people telling me for my announcement about this is what Ream is, and here's all the stuff you can get. When you say the newsletter is jam packed. Tell me more. Yeah, is that... uh, this one I sent out, it had I actually just got nominated for. Do you want to share your screen so I can see this? Yes. Yeah, so here we've got, got my email. Yeah, so I had a. Okay. Okay. So actually, this is helpful. Can we see so your total list is 2000? Oh, yeah. Did I see right. that right? Yeah. Yeah. My total list. Th this summer is very helpful for me in terms of thinking yeah. about. Yeah. This is what my total scale. list is right yeah. now. And you can see I had a pretty good, I think it's a decent number of opens. I don't really dive into those analytics as often as I probably should. Yeah. It's a 26% open rate. And yeah. the click, like I said, it's jam packed. You can see that there were only 46 people clicking and you can see for one of the links I included was for a book funnel promo. And you can see that 33 different people clicked that one. So they're in there clicking, but then yeah. down a little for the Ream link, it was only five people who clicked. Okay, I wanna, if you can show me the campaign of the email, yeah. I would just say the first thing is, sometimes our newsletters will include like a lot of different links. Yeah, a really of, busy newsletter this. Yeah, when I have a busy newsletter, I basically include them because I don't right. wanna, have sim five small announcements five different times. Right. Yeah, I put but if I want to make something big, if I want to make something worthwhile, I want to make it the top link at the top newsletter. I've noticed this yeah. to the point that like, if it's not the first link, they're probably, they're not even going to get to it. So in this one. Yeah, so when we start with just like my little, hey, it's my newsletter again. And then I had the thing for the voting for my book. Then I had a freebie. I'm in a, like an author group where we trade books like every month we kind of swap newsletters so i shared hers and, and yeah it's way down here and then i had a couple of different like book funnels yeah. and book fairs i'm in and then I did i'll tell you what i'll tell you what i would think so if i, was I definitely fan. need to move it up because you know what i would think you know what i would think if i was a fan mm -hmm. i would be like because the connotation around a lot of subscription and membership right. services and this isn't all of them this isn't even necessarily a platform problem this is more of a creator problem is it's almost like a donation yeah I'll, I'll donate to them. It's an extra five dollars. Okay. And how many people realistically want to donate to you? There are people out there actually who do want to do right. that. So if you are clear about that, and that's how only how you want your subscription to run, right. that's perfectly okay. But if you want to make your subscription more the foundation of your business, I think we need to reframe how we think about this and then promote it to our readers. Yeah. What do I? So if we think about our whole system, like one, and I'm using this language because it's language we can all understand yeah. in marketing, like a funnel, right? You have these readers on the outskirts that probably don't even know who you are yet. They're the cold audience, yeah. right? Those you want to keep finding, but that cold audience won't go to your subscription landing page right. and then be like, wow, I'm going to join this Hideouts Month. I don't even know this author. Yeah. Low chance, yeah. right? So there's a big gap in the middle, which are more of your warm fans, right. right? Those are probably the people on your list for the most part. And your challenge is how do I bring more of these warm fans in to my super fan membership right. club? And how I literally think about it is everything runs through the membership first right. and then comes out of that. So essentially, if you release a new book, that launch, you actually launch it into your subscription before you launch right. on retailers. You do launch it on retailers. Very key. Right. But the idea is once someone's in your subscription, yeah. they're going to stick there. Yeah. They're not going to have to make the choice to even pay you again. It automatically charges them. And they're going to get access to so much more that's going to, one, make them happier. And two, right. 
increase their lifetime value to you from a monetary standpoint. But the authors that I see who are doing this, like for instance, Amelia, she very intentionally yeah. makes subscription center of her business somewhere between around 40 to 50% of her total income comes from her subscription right. and her basic plan is everything runs through this thing and then goes out so it's almost like you've created i'll use the word your own mini disney however you want to word it this is your amusement park for your fans and you're really sharing about it as th this is where i want you to be this is where you should be this is what you're missing out on and then yeah eventually a lot of those fans will get the other book we'll get this because i think a lot of times authors the big step that i've seen increase author subscription for instance even ellis is a ku author who has started to have a very successful subscription. The big thing that she credits to it is her monthly exclusive novel. She just takes one chapter a month and puts it in there. The key, I guess, in this is that your postcards are nice. The read-alongs are nice. The behind the page is nice, but I'm using the word nice. The thing that your readers want is your next book. And you have to think about this almost like your version of a concert. When people go to a concert, there's a lot of money in the merch, the bonus stuff. Let's be real, there's a lot of that. But people don't go to the concert just to buy the t-shirt. They go to the concert to listen to music with fans and get that special experience. So how can you make reading your book a special experience? How can you make that something where it's like reading it inside of the subscription is something that you won't get access to anywhere else. And oftentimes that is just the simple, you get it three months before anyone else in here. You'll be able to comment on the story. I'll do a live meetup where I'll do a Zoom and you can ask me questions about the book. We'll do a whole launch event inside the description that no one else gets access to. Hype up it so that, oh wow, each time I read this book, this is the brand new experience. And now ultimately you get them. And then what keeps them there, they're in on that new book and then they'll continue to stay there because it's, oh, next month I get this postcard. I got this short story. I got this interesting behind the scenes and they're just gonna be that much more excited for your next book and the next book and the next one. For serial fiction authors, it's a bit more natural because right. it's this kind of chapter by chapter approach, but you don't have to take that approach. Right. You can just take the whole book at once and say, the whole book is done. Yeah. Early access for it. Right. Because I think when I look at like the numbers of your list, right. if I wanted to 10X what you're doing here, my goal would be to first, I think it's very doable for you to get a hundred paying subscribers out of these people. I do want to mention that having 20 with a list of 2000 is far from a failure. I think that's actually like, it shows that you're having something that's really working, but it is not unrealistic to have 5% of a list right. subscribed. So I think you could get yeah. 5X from your current audience in, and then the game would be, can you actually double the profit from your average yeah. person? Which I know you've already started to adjust those prices, but at those higher tiers that you have, it looks like you have at the 10, 20, 25, yeah. 50, $100. Have you seen, I know you have at least one fan at the $100, but have you, what kind of movement have you seen in terms of the upgrading from your existing 20 fans? Yeah, um, existing ones, I think only two switched over from Patreon because it is the same, the same tiers. So they're staying pretty still, but I am seeing people are joining, like they're joining at the higher levels than they were before. Like when it first started out, everyone was like the one and the five and the low, but now as people join, they're going to the 10, they're going to the 20. So just maybe because it, they see that it's already established and they see what content is there. I don't know, but they're, yeah, they're the people who are joining. They seem to be going for the higher ones. No, that's people. awesome. Yeah. I, I can't complain. That, yeah, no, I think that's great. At the 10 and $20 tier, I mean, if you could make the sort of average 
tier price that the fan is on somewhere around 10 or 15 right, a month yeah. average yeah. there's gonna be people who are higher people who are lower that yeah, would be, be great that'd be great in this situation yeah. so i'm wondering at the five dollar tier there's so much that's going on in this tier and then the next tier they're getting this swag goodie bag that the same is different from the welcome swag items explain to me as i go through your tiers from 10 to 20 to 25 what what would be the incentive to upgrade pull those up too have them fresh yeah so as they're starting once you get to the 10 so the swag item is one thing it's gonna be an envelope with yeah things in it but then with the ten dollars it's gonna be an actual box that has instead of one or two items it's gonna be like five or six items and then they get the additional they get to request uh, the chapter rewrites they get to vote on the point of view for one of the serials and then every quarter they're getting another item of swag one two like little things as opposed to the five dollars who they're just getting the one and then for christmas or something i might order a big bulk box and then yay they get like, a surprise thing but there it's not going to be a regular every quarter they're getting something and then once you switch to the 20 they're getting stuff early before anyone else they're getting the books they get the cover reveals and the blurbs and then they're still getting that little swag thing once a quarter but they're getting an extra one so as it goes up they get extra and then yes yeah, so they're getting everything first they're getting a more physical item more option and then once what i did and it worked for someone so i guess i worked for someone after after 20 is I actually switch over and people don't really get more necessarily. They get a couple extra things. They get a postcard and they can pick the name of a character. But I was actually experimenting with just seeing if they'd be willing to pay more. Because I feel like for me sometimes there, there's all these price models now where you pay like what you feel the value is. And I feel like if there was yeah. something I really liked and they were like, you can do five or $10, I might do the $10 because I really like it. Or if I'm donating to a cause i would donate more money maybe for right. passionate about so i was just experimenting with the higher tiers and i say it's the same perks you doing this will help me and i tell them if you do 25 instead of 20 dollars, you're gonna help me fund audiobooks and you know i can buy uh night better swag as perks and stuff and then for the 50 dollars one again i'm like you're gonna help with audiobooks and you can defray my overhead costs and you get a bonus thank you note for this so it's kind of an experiment to see if people People, especially because if you know where your money's going, I'm not just pocketing it. Yeah. Like I'm turning it around and I'm putting it into the audiobooks, especially because they're on YouTube for free right now. Yeah, I, yeah. I have a little bit that I can earmark toward the next audiobook. And it worked. And it worked, yeah. Someone someone went from my $25 tier on Patreon to the $100 tier on Ream. And that one is literally... Yeah. The only difference that one, you do get all nine. My core series that I really do all the work in is More Than Magic. And that's got nine, yeah, yeah. That's got nine papers. Backs. The the big thing is the hundred dollar tier is you'll get those nine paperbacks signed. But mm -hmm. once you have all nine, you're not getting a tenth. You're just getting the nine. But right, it's there. And if you really want these signed paperbacks, that's one way to get them. Okay, I'm with it. I totally understand. I think already it's hard when you have someone upgrade from twenty five to hundred dollars a month, yeah. even for one month. That's an extra. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of money. Yeah, um, that's big, so that's a big difference. So. Yeah, that's not not so much of a failure if you ask me. So I think. The action plan where you're going to see the most progress is in better marketing. I think that there could be a valuable way to restructure these tiers in a minor way, a minor tweak, which is don't mess with your higher tiers. I really like those right now. With your lower tiers, 
what I'm wondering is at the $20 per month, they're getting the early chapters, early episodes, early access. And what I'm wondering is the fans who reverse that, almost make that either in your 5 or $10 tier yeah. and then move up some more of the bonus ones to 10 and 20 And then I would say to further that, if you want to do, because you talked about community, if you want to really do like a CUNY event around your launch, send out a special postcard around launch to do a Zoom that only certain people right. can attend. Don't make that the entry level tier. Make that almost like your VIP ticket for the concert. You're going up that next level of the experience. And if you have a lot of energy around that, people are going to feel who are like they're fans of yours, like they're missing out if they're not part of it. Right. So then there, you have this constant upgrade embedded into it. Like you get a fan in at $5, right? That's what you want them to do. Right. And then you, they have so many reasons as they figure out more and more about what's going on here. Mm -hmm. Wow, this is awesome. Not only do I want to stay, I actually want to upgrade. I want to go up to $10. I want to go up to $20. And I think there's reasons because of the physical things you're doing and just the extra support at the $25, $50, $100 tier. I think those are perfect for now. But when it comes to these 10 to $20 tier range, I think it's worthwhile thinking about how you can get the people in and then how you can get them up more. Yeah. But when it comes to the marketing, so we talked about your mailing list. What are other ways that you mention your subscription? And what are other areas that you would say like you have to reach your readers? Social media, what are the other ways that you kind of market oh, typically? Yeah. It goes to my newsletter. And one of the things I do that I saw it's converted a couple people, not many, but every once in a while someone joins from it. What I do is whenever I do a new post, I share it in my Facebook group and on my page and stuff. And I just say, hey, there's a new chapter of this. There's a new thing here. There's a new behind the scenes kind of thing. And I share it. And what's great is the people who are currently subscribed who are also in those groups, they often respond. So I think that yeah. helps because they'll be like, oh, let me go check it out. And oh, I loved it. It was great. So people are seeing that they there are members and that they're enjoying it. How frequently do you do that? Every time you post uh, yeah, or just? Every time I post. And then cool. uh, usually when I send out a newsletter, it shows up. I have a link to it at the bottom. And oh, don't forget that you can join this. But then if I, especially if I have a new feature, there's been a big one. I'll be like, hey, here's all the what's going on right now that you can check out. Yeah. And I do see people every once in a while when I do that, they kind of bite and they go check it out. Let's do a campaign, for lack of a better word. You're not going to forever be marketing your subscription at level 100. But if our goal was let's get as many subscribers as possible from our existing fan base right. in the next 30 to 60 days. Right. What I'm wondering, because like I said, if you switch around the thinking of it as it's not a thing that readers can do that's off to the side. That's how your readers probably are thinking right. about it. Just looking at what you're doing. It's almost there's like this extension of what you're right. doing. But when I've seen people do this the most successfully, I've seen YouTube creators, for instance, launch subscriptions to have thousands of members in a week right. and other people completely flop right who have the same subscriber count and the same actually adoring fan base right so a lot of these things when we talk about people might be like is it my fault is my fan base just not going to support me marketing is so important in terms of how you frame this and when i've seen people be most successful when i've supported creative people because i do it quite frequently right. I'm the kind of person that if it just feels like they have a link to their subscription, it almost becomes this sort of blind thing right. at the end of an email. Join my Patreon. Join my Ream if you want. It's not really. If I'm cool where I'm at right now, yeah. tell me why I need to join. Now, there were these creators just the other day. I joined their subscription and they just recently announced it. So we're talking like last month, right. month or so. They already have 2,000 people. And they have several hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube, but it's interesting when you quantify the value of a subscriber to an email right. list follower, and that's a pretty impressive yeah. conversion. Yeah, that's 
like very impressive a YouTube social platform to have almost one out of every thousand subscribers do that. Yeah, very interesting. Or sorry, one out of every hundred subscribers. They're getting like 1% conversion. Right. They have a similar conversion rate on their YouTube channel that you do on your mailing list. So that's just interesting. Yeah. What are they doing that's working? And they literally, at the end of the video, basically, were like, this is our mission. We don't have ads on our channel. We don't take sponsors. And this is where you can actually help us do this full time. And we're going to be releasing an exclusive video every month inside of here. So if you love us and you actually want to experience what we're doing, you have to be in here. There's no option. Like you have to support us to get that content. And when it was said like that, I was like, I really want to watch their other. I love the video I just watched. I really want to watch their next video. Yeah, I'll sign up for $5 a month. And it's a little bit disingenuous to, as, and not a great thing as an author, I think, as our business model to say, I'm only going to write this book right. in my subscription. And that's not going to help you find new no, fans no. that can one day I've be in your I've seen that, a lot of backlash recently. There have been a few authors who they write the book and you read the book and then you get to the end of it and they say, if you want to read the epilogue, you have to subscribe to my thing. There's a yeah. lot of backlash for that. That's no, not, that's not the move. Yeah, no. yeah it's not cool to the readers. You, to, to then have to go somewhere. Likewise, they didn't say, hey, this is video one, and we're going to cut it all in part two. You have to pay for it. It was completely disconnected, and I just liked them. Yeah. So, like, which is how your readers feel about you. Exactly. You know, there's really the two approaches, which is, I'll say, like, the one approach, because this is going to be appealing to people listening, is the Even Ellis approach, and the other approach is the Early Access approach. The Even Ellis approach is very interesting. It's, I'm going to very slowly drip feed you a book over the course of three years that is exclusive right. that one day won't be. Right. So for the next three years, you're the only who get to read this. But from a creative load, right. it's only one chapter a month. Yeah. So it's not like you're devoting all your time producing exclusive content. It's only a portion. That's one strategy you could take. The other strategy is basically, hey, this is going to be elsewhere eventually. But if you want to read book two now, like I know you want to read book two right. now, then you should come here because if you don't, you're going to have to wait three months, two months, whatever you want right. to say. That is very enticing for anyone yeah. who likes yeah, your stories because they want the next one. So what I would recommend then doing is you're already doing that to a certain extent. Right. This isn't revolutionary, even for your subscription process. You already have early access, right. but it doesn't seem to be the emphasis of what would bring a fan in. That's not what's highlighted to me right. coming into it. And likewise, I'm not sure that's what you're highlighting in your marketing, even for your book. Right. Like when you launch a book, yeah. the subscription isn't a part of it. And when you launch a book, make the subscription the thing that people right. come to first and then circle it to the retailers, find those new fans, bring them back in. So what would you think if I told you, let's design like a launch campaign that would get your fans really interested in joining your subscription to get the next book release that you have? Talk to me like what you're yeah. thinking through when I'd I say be, this. I'd be all over that. <laughs> what are your, some of your ideas? What's your next release coming up? My problem is my next release that I'm working on is a different genre. So I have that. Ooh. I have a, so. This is getting spicy. We're going to dive into this. Okay. In different, might have to reach out to different people, but I also, I am currently doing a couple of serials. And one of them is, like you said, it's going to be a book when it's done. So maybe I just need to push more. If you're interested in this book, it's coming out chapter by chapter. Come read it now. And since I am offering, like I said, it's a nine book series, since I'm offering it on there anyway, after you've read the first book that you bought from Amazon or wherever, if you get to the end of it and you're like, hey, I could go buy all the rest of these at $3.99 a pop, or I could spend $5 and get them all and all this other stuff too. Like there, there should be a way to make that the appealing choice. I'm not going to go to Amazon and buy another book for four bucks. I'm going to join the subscription and get that book and all the rest of the books and all this other stuff. 
Are you mentioning it at the back of your books right I now? I am, but I'm not framing it like that. That was just, that was turning as you were talking. At the I, end of that's... my book, it's currently, hey, you can also do this and get all the behind the scenes stuff, but I do not have it framed as don't go buy the next one on Amazon, go here and get all of them. What you can do too, because at the end of a book, it's like this valuable real estate that you don't want to overload right. the reader either. Right. One thing is if someone subscribes to you monthly, starts paying you monthly, not only do you have that revenue stream now, but you do have their email and you can add them to your mailing list. Meaning if that's the one thing, like they get to the end of the book and that's the one thing you're basically telling them, you could go read book two in the retailer, but that's there, or you could do this, which is way better. I'm going to tell you why you should. Yeah. That would be so clear to me as a family. Like, okay, I have two options. I love that book. I know I want to continue with you. I'm going to continue with you, Elizabeth. Maybe, and a lot of readers will choose this. I'm used to this retailer. Yeah. That process seems scary. I... Maybe one day, then they'll just, you know, that that's okay. That's okay. But for a lot of fans, they'll be like, this sounds pretty cool. And sounds like maybe even a, a deal in a sense. Let me check it out. Let me check it out. And that framing is really yeah. interesting. And then you would have it where your $5 tier, like you have it now, your $5 tier is that kind of library card tier. Right. where they get in, they get the whole access, like your own mini KU. Right. And then your upper tiers, like that $10 tier maybe, is where that early access starts. Right. Kind of like you have it. And then that $20 tier is where they start to get some more of that bonus stuff and maybe access to launch events you do around when there's a new series. Right. You go, hey, we're going to do a Zoom event. We're going to do this. And then you basically have your sort of almost pitch, your, your, your pitch to people. Right. When, they, when you create an email, it's, hey, I'm launching this serial. And I've actually already started. I'm already 10 chapters in. And if you want to read my next book, you can start to get it here each month. And what you could also do as well is if you just wanted to get them in, you could have the early access normally be at the $10 tier, but then to get them in, say, hey, for a limited time, I'll be giving people early access who join this tier now in the next 30 days. You're not always going to get early access to the $5 tier, but you will for the next 30 days. And then they'll get in this spot where they'll get that content. They'll get the other content, the postcards, all that stuff. But then if they want maybe early access in the future, you could grandfather those fans in on it, or you could say, hey, that was the deal. Like you're in now, you got that early access. But if you want to get early access to future stuff, there is this other tier for you to join. And then there's the launch event those tiers and all the other stuff so then they're in and they're upgrading yeah, exactly and they could go along that path yeah. it's something and then if you frame it like your club right because people do want to have a relationship right. yeah. with you as a creator they like you they like what you're doing if you frame it like this is your sort of membership club this is like your vip super fan space where you're gonna create the best experience for them that would make i think a fan be like wow yeah. I want to join this now and make it the full email. It has to be the full focus. Right. Yeah. Just the first link, the only link. Yeah. You can have your links at the bottom to your books, keep the footer, but the actual body of the email yeah. should be solely focused on doing that. And then what you could do is retargeting, right. which this is when you'll in that email that you send out, basically create an automation that highlights a group, creates a group out of people who click on that subscription link in your subscription. And then. You'll exclude people from that group who have already bought your subscription, which you'll know because you'll have their email. So then you'll have this sitting group of people who've clicked but haven't bought. And those are people that you could do completely different type of marketing to. Then you can follow up with them and be like, hey, because you really only want to highlight one key. I know this sounds weird, but when you have a subscription with so much stuff going on, you want to highlight one thing because one thing will get them over the edge. It's not going to be the five things. Of, that's overwhelming, right. one thing. But then for those other fans, you could start to say, hey, thanks for checking it out. I actually am going to give you the first three chapters of the serial that were in there just so that you can try it out right now. Put it in that body of the email. 
you could say, hey, I want to let you know a little bit more about what's going on. I know I told you that you get an early launch here, but I want to let you know that there's this postcard I'll send you. You can take a picture of the last month's one and put it in the body of the email. There will be this and there will be that. And just letting you know, thank you so much for supporting me. You don't necessarily want to mention them like, hey, I saw you clicked. Why didn't you buy? That's not the approach to it. <laughs> But the idea that I'm actually going to reward you for even trying to see, I'm going to give you more of a bigger peek in maybe even some of the content because those people that can then increase your conversion by another 20%, right? So if you get a hundred people to click 20 buy, this can go get you another six or seven people, this type of strategy. That's the sort of system that you'll have. And then each time you launch, the goal is I want to get more clicks. I want to get more people to convert. And then more people sit in this like super warm list. The best way we can call it. The super fans that we'll assume who clicked but didn't convert. That's like your ultra warm audience that you're priming to one day be a subscriber. It might not be now. It might not be a month from now. But it might be one day when they have the money to when the right thing connects with them. They're like, oh, I got to do this right now. That would be my strategy. So the goal is ultimately to get them to click right. because that data point is really valuable, but you don't want them to trick them into clicking. You're not just going like to make the whole email a button. If anyone's thinking right. like right. that, who's listening, that's not a good idea, <laughs> but get them to genuinely click yeah. because they're genuinely interested. Yeah, exactly. And my also advice is to do four emails and a wave of four launches. Think about it like you have the initial wave before the ask, right? Because it's whenever everyone has reciprocity. It's something that's very common. Not everyone displays this sort of behavior. This is actually probably why your reader is on the $100 tier. I know this seems weird, but if someone feels like they've gotten so much value from your work, they're going to want to repay the favor somehow. And that doesn't mean money for everyone. Right. That's why your super fans are do not equal money, right. but some of them will. Others might just share your books with friends, which is wonderful. That's beautiful, yeah. right? But what you should do is in that first email where you talk about your subscription, don't sell them right. immediately. You want to say it's Gary Vaynerchuk has a sales book about this. That's jab, jab, right hook. And the idea is that you want to basically, and he use it in this sort of boxing way. You want to keep jabbing them into submission so that they love you so much that when you sell them, right. they're instantly going to buy. That's the idea. So how can you keep jabbing your audience, even with something like this, right? right? So that you're not turning yourself into some glorified subscription salesperson. Good marketing's not just shoving the next deal down their throat. So what I would suggest is in this four wave launch, if we're going to think about it like this, and you can think about every campaign you do this, right. but think about it as four waves. Wave one, I am going to just share with them something awesome that is happening in my subscription that my current subscribers have. Your current subscribers, you're not going to share them the whole month thing. But maybe it's one chapter. It's one this. You could put the link subtly in the end, but the real goal is to actually share with them access that they would not have had before. So maybe it's your serial. You're going to give them chapter one. You're going to give them maybe even chapter two in a second email because maybe your big cliffhanger is at the end of chapter three. And that's when you really want to do the ask. So you're going to wait to do that and time that right. Another thing could be, you're working on an interesting project and you are going to be doing some like launch events. You might be doing like a series of two or three live streams, invite them to the first one for free. They get access to the first event. It depends on what benefit and kind of what rollout strategy you want to do in terms of what is the give before you ask, but give before you ask. And the second time is a time that you're like, now let's ask. Okay. Like wave two, I would even think about this almost as week two because you don't want to hit them all in one week with five emails. So week two, you now ask them, this book's launching. And it's funny when you frame it like this, because readers are so used to just reading stories. I'm odd, but that's, it's not odd, it's what they do. But it's like odd to think about it that way. Like, oh wait, if I just frame my subscription as the next place they can go to buy it, and the only place they can go to buy and read my work, for at least right now, you'd be shocked at how much people will just follow you right. because they want your work. So that 
is that the framing of the second time is this project's launched. I want you to get it. And this is where you can buy it. You don't need to mention subscription ream. You could say, just, you know, you'll get monthly access to my work here. So it's monthly and you'll get access to my next launch and the next one and the next one all easy. If that doesn't interest you, no worries. It'll be released six months later somewhere else. Don't even give links. Don't even mention it. Third email is actually going back to giving again, highlighting another thing in your subscription. Maybe if you gave them the first three chapters of your serial that's in your subscription, you also are going to give them a sneak peek of something at one of your higher tiers. Remind them that you have higher tiers. So maybe if you're sending a signed book out, you can do something around that. Maybe you want to give them a sort of bonus content. You've done rewritten scenes before. You could give one of the rewritten scenes that someone's voted on. And then the fourth one would be the closing message because you don't want to just have every month the subscription be the thing that you're Again, promoting huge. So as you run this test, I would have wave four basically be the closing message. I'd have it be short. I'd have it be very straight to the point about this is what you get in my subscription for those of you that are confused. Definitely make the big benefit the one that you highlight. And then this is where you join and make the email no more than I could scan and basically see it on one screen of my phone. Right. Maybe I have to scroll a little bit. I shouldn't have to scroll to get to the button. Right. That's it. Simple, short. Thank you for your support. You could even say, because now it's week four, I've had 20 new people join to support me. And I had a goal to get to 100 people because actually I'm wanting to do this full time and I have a family and I'm taking care of them. You could mention these sorts yeah. of things if you want. That's my big campaign picture. But tell me what you think. I like that. I do like that. Um, I was actually, when you were saying the third one, like for the offering a sneak peek or something, I actually, prior to this, had been thinking with the serial where people are able to vote on who narrates it. Yeah, I was thinking every once in a while, I want to open it up to my newsletter and be like, hey guys, this time you get to vote. Maybe even you guys can read this one, but you don't get to read the other ones because there's some, yeah. but you can read it, you can vote, and then that's it. That's genius. That's how you get them in. Exactly. That's it. Perfect. And in a way, so the idea is like each time you're marking your description, you're not just because it's uncomfortable to yeah. ask. I find that no one wants to do that. They need something to, yeah. Plus, we as authors don't want right. to. Yeah. Rarely do I meet an author who's, yeah, no, I literally just want to every day. Yeah, no. like we want to create yeah yeah we want to yeah we want to create yeah. so if you make the email fun like in this email yeah. i get to share with them right yeah. that next thing ask them what they want to vote on yeah. that immediately becomes fun for me and magically it'll be fun for your readers because right. when you train your readers to open up your email and get sold to yeah like half of them like, it doesn't even matter regardless yeah. of what you're selling right. they're just going to tune you out of it exactly yeah yeah so yeah, good stuff good stuff I think it would be very interesting to, to lean in and see what happens. And ultimately it'll be the trial that is so important. Like in fact, yeah. I would love to see the follow-up I mean, you post in the Facebook group. Let me know, DM me. Yeah. I would love to see how that goes a month from now and then see, you know, yeah. this is what worth, this is what did Because if it completely flops, right. it completely you flops. Know. Yeah. You try yeah. it. If it works, but it doesn't work as well as you wanted it yeah. to. Okay. I would love, and it would be great. And something like this could get you like 10 subscribers. Right. Yeah. That would be, that'd be epic. That's like that'd be what epic. I have on Patreon any, so get yeah. Canon alone. And, yeah. and I do think it's possible. Right. I do. Yeah. I really do. So I think that kind of approach is key. And you will see slowly, okay, that launch, people were like, this is still a little new to me. Right. But you got those tenants. But, now you got, yeah. but the next launch, they're going to see it happen again. Your fans will have talked right. about it in the group. That. And you're going to get more of them. Exactly. And then more. So it's not a zero-sum thing where it's, oh, the first launch, that's as good as it'll ever do. Right. Now I'm done. Just the beginning right. of learning how to do it better. Yeah. And it's great because I don't have anything to lose. Like I'm writing it anyway, so I might as well. You're going to release it later on the retailers. Yeah. yeah you're going to take that out of the equation. Yeah. That's in fact just, required. Yeah. So. 
It's just, see, at this, and you already know this, unless you have, unless you're writing a book a month, which is really tough for anyone to do, yeah, I did that. especially tough. Yeah, especially when you're, like, taking care of, like, young children yeah. and being, yeah. like, a rock star mom and having the rest of your life. It's hard, right? Yeah. But then it's, if you're not writing a book a month, then it's, okay, you have to have all these thousands of fans to actually make a realistic income, especially in the States, where we are. Like, yeah, yeah it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. So, it's, okay, ultimately, like, books are rather inexpensive. There's nothing wrong with that. It's accessible. We should keep them accessible. We should keep people being able to read our books on retailers. But how can you as a creative person make more from what you do? Exactly. And this is the way you can do that. So it is this, you can't lose because yeah. you're not going to take out the other revenue. Yeah, so those exactly. can only Those will continue to yeah. exist and hopefully grow as well. I want to ask you, is there anything yeah. else that you have questions about? No, that you this was go actually over? really helpful. Got a lot of, got a lot written down, a lot brainstormed. It was, was helpful. Great. Yeah, yeah, this was great. Okay. And mo it's yeah. motivating too. Like it's just motivating to like talk about it and kind of get that enthusiasm. I want to run out of here and start implementing stuff. And yeah. I'm big on trying to get an actionable plan that yeah. you don't need to overthink right. and yeah. isn't overwhelming, but ultimately like we've identified the next steps forward. Right. We have the big picture goal and we know that the next goal is really just let's get another subscriber. Right. Let's yes. get another exactly. paying subscriber. Let's start building it. Yeah. Make it worth your time. So <laughs> that's what we want to do. And I think that all these things, ultimately, I think we identified. Exactly. You've got the base, you've got something working. The problem is marketing it better, which is a really great problem to have because I think it's one of the easier ones to Right, say, yeah. In my opinion. Yeah, no, yeah. If you don't have people content, might disagree with me. Have, yeah. <laughs> you're in if trouble you if you don't have content. If you're not yeah. Yeah. But to anyone who's just starting writing, you you got yeah. this. You got it. It takes some time. But it is more challenging when you don't have the next book launch coming up. Yeah. Like the biggest thing when you're getting started is okay. if you're looking to launch your subscription, you don't need to have the backlist and all these right. books you can, it's helpful. Yeah. But you do wanna have something that you're creating yeah. that you can start to share with your fans and hopefully you've identified, most importantly, people who will like right. that. And those are things that you've not only done, but have already found those things. Right. So I think you're at a, an advanced stage yeah. and I'm just lucky that we were able to help. Yeah, absolutely, awesome. I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. I know I had a lot of fun chatting with Elizabeth. Now, if you want to help the conversation and actually provide Elizabeth some advice, make sure to check out the post. I'll, I'll link to it in the comments in the Facebook group, Inscriptions for Authors. We have three more sessions just like this. I'm so excited for it. And I'm sure we'll do more in the future. And if you want to potentially have your subscription, have an in-depth hour of personal feedback from me and Amelia and be able to get some feedback from the group. This is something we do by lottery. Uh, we just make a post in the Facebook group at some point and those who get the most votes have the most compelling story. We'll bring on to the podcast in the future. So sometime in the next few months, I'm sure we'll do this again. So my best advice is if you want to participate, uh, join the Facebook group, join our community, be an active participant and be ready when that post goes live because we've had a lot of fun with this and we definitely want to do more episodes like this in the future. Now, if you want to catch up on all the episodes we've already done, then I recommend checking out some of the other episodes we have in the Descriptions for Authors podcast. Every single one has unique insights, amazing authors, and I just give credit to this incredible community for being able to come on and share so openly their journey and their insights with fellow subscription authors. So definitely check out other podcasts. And if you haven't yet, definitely listen to the summit sessions. We actually had a whole virtual summit that's totally free. You can find it on YouTube, link in the description, that will help you start and grow your subscription. So anyways, I hope you check that out. 
that's enough for me. I hope you all keep having an awesome time. Keep having an awesome summer. It is like already like over halfway through summer-ish, it feels like. I know I'm going to be back in school in like five or six weeks from when this releases, which is wild. But it'll be my senior year of college, so one year left and then I guess I'm just a subscription author, leader, person, community person, full-time. That's the plan. That's wild. But we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. All right. All right. See y'all soon. Thank you for being a part of this with us. And in the meantime, don't forget, storytellers rule the world.